Ani Yeshayna Velibi Er The Pasuk says in Shir Hashirim referring to the Jewish people we sleep in Ani Yeshayna Velibi Er but my heart is awake and the Pasuk tells us a story Kol Doidi Doifek I hear the sounds of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who's called Daidi, is knocking on the door. Peace, Chili. And Hashem is saying, open up for me. Achoisi, Rayosi, Yoinosi, Samosi. It's so rare to find four expressions of endearment in the Tanakh. But Hashem is knocking at the door. He's beseeching us. Open up for me. My sister. My mate. Tamasi, my perfect one. And what's Klai Yisrael's response to Hashem's entreaty? It's too hard. It's too difficult. We don't want to do it. Klai Yisrael say, Poshatati eskutanti. I've already removed my robe. How will I put it on again? I've washed my feet. I should put them back on the earthen floor. How will I dirty them? So the knocking at the door is unanswered. And yet, Hashem is not deterred. He tries harder. If the door isn't going to open, so Hashem finds an opening, a window. HaKadosh Baruch Hu puts his hand through the window, through the opening. That's how much he's trying to be let in. And eventually Klai Yisrael moved to respond. Inside me, I felt a yearning for him. And now Klai Yisrael get up. Kamti I get up to open for the Doidi, to open for Hashem. And what happens? Pasachti I open the door. And the Doidi Chomak over. Hashem has disappeared. He's not there. He's not there. Nafshi Yatsa Bedabrayesh Kaishwal says Manashama went out to hear his to hear him talk. Bikashtihu. I searched for him. Veloimatsasiu, I couldn't find him. Korasiv. I called him Veloyanani. He didn't answer me. Until eventually Kaishwal said, Hishbati has been if you will find Hashem, what should you tell him? Send him a message from me. Because I feel sick for the loss, for missing his love. This is the story brought in the sixth parak in Shirashirim. I saw maybe 30 years ago a question on the story from Rav Shalom Shadron 
Yerushalmi Magid. It's interesting, none of the Adam of Farshim, it seems, seem to address the question. And the obvious question on the story is, what happened? What happened when Hashem was so desperate, so to speak, to be let in? He didn't stop when the door wasn't open. He went to find a window to put his hand in. And now he succeeded. And now Klai Yisrael are inspired. And we come to open the door. Why did he, why did he disappear? Why did he disappear and where did he go? In this week's parasha, Parashas Kitiso, we have the story of the Egel Azov. And we know Moshe went up to Arsinai. Moshe promised Klaishal he'll be down in 40 days bearing the Luchos. And Klaishal were waiting for him at the foot of Harsinai in the camp for the 40th day when Moshe would return to them with the Luchos. And we know they miscalculated and the tragedy of the Egel Azov happened. And the results? Moshe has to intercede with Hashem not to destroy Klai Yisrael. The Luchas, when they do come down, get smashed. The crowns that Klai Yisrael received from Naisib and Nishma get taken away. The level that they had risen to, they lose. And after a 40-day period of Chiva, Moshe tells Klai Yisrael, I'm going to try again. And when on Rishchodesh Erol, Moshe goes back, back up the mountain for a second 40 days until he comes down with the second Dochas in Yom Kippur. And now if I ask you a question. Of course, as a result of the Eger Azov, we lost a level that we've never re- really recovered. We've never yet returned to the level of the Luchas Yishayinim. Or the first Luchas. But if I would ask you, what was the difference between the way the Jewish people felt on the 39th of the 40 days the first time round, Erev Shiva Sabatamus, and the 39th of the 40 days the second time round, Erev Yom Kippur. How will we describe their feelings in each case? So, I'd like to share an insight with you. And that is maybe a point in psychology. If you have a friend, how can you judge how real the friendship is? Somebody that you can work together with well, you get on well with, you share common interests, 
enjoy the same discussions. So yes, these are friends. Someone you look to spend time with. But how can one see how real or how strong the friendship is? And the answer is when the two of them have an argument or a difference of opinion. Because in the case of acquaintances, so as long as we had common interests and it was a mutually enjoyable relationship, that's fine, we'll keep going. When it gets to a stage that we no longer have the same interests, we'll part company happily and uh, we'll enjoy our lives independent from each other. That shows the friendship was never that deep. But in a case where two friends have a disagreement, it causes a certain rift in their relationship. And now each one feels lonely. Each one feels he's missing something. He's missing his friends. Then that shows there was a real relationship. That the two parties needed each other. The things aren't the same or complete when they're on their own. And we would even go a step further than that. And that is, the more powerful the connection is, the more there'll be the feeling of something missing without it. The more there'll be the feeling of loss. And the stronger the feeling of loneliness is, that testifies to how strong the relationship really was, or really is. And therefore, paradoxically, one only sees the true strength of a relationship when it's not there. But, that also becomes the motivating factor to rebuild it. The casual acquaintance which if he drifted into my life and drifts back out, makes no difference to me, so I don't have any real reason to rebuild the connection. Somebody who their lack leaves a void, leaves an empty place, so that becomes the motivation to rebuild the relationship. And this, paradoxically, is the aside of Chuvah. As long as Klai Yisrael, Ke'ilu, we were cruising. Hashem was being so good to us. We watched how the Mitzrayim got punished with the ten plagues. We came out of Mitzrayim laden with gold and silver. Hashem took us through the sea. He surrounded us with an Anayah covered. He feeds us man in the water from Miriam's well. Repairs us from Matan Torah. Everything is going great. Of course we're there. Of course we're interested. It's a wonderful time. But then, then something goes wrong. In Klai Yisrael, Nechshan Chayta Ego. And then, 
Hashem takes away many of the gifts He gave them. He takes away the luchas. He takes away the shechina. He takes away the crowns. He takes away the level of spirituality that they had reached after Har Sinai. He threatens to destroy them. And now Klaishal found them, find themselves bereft of that closeness that they had had. And now's the question. How much Klaishal will feel regret? Will feel there's something missing? Will feel a loss? That's how much it shows that the relationship that we have with Hashem is really real. How do Klai Yisrael respond to that? How do Klai Yisrael respond to HaKadosh Baruch Hu's punishment, which was deserved after Chet Egel? Is that a sign of, oh well, if Hashem doesn't want us, then that's the end. I suppose we'll find something else to do. Or does it awaken a certain feeling of there's something missing? And the more Klai Yisrael feel that loss, the more they feel lonely, the more they feel adrift, empty, without the level they had before, the more it shows that level's real. It really, really was a part of us. It really, really is a part of us. And therefore, the motivating factor of tshuva isn't so much to avoid the punishment. The motivating factor of tshuva is the hashiveinu Hashem elecho. We want to come back to where we were. And the motive, and the reason we want to come back is kim kotsef kotsafta because we feel rejected, and we feel we're missing something when we've been rejected. And now in the feeling of rejection, we feel how much we need the closeness we don't have. That's the drive to do tshuva. And then paradoxically, tshuva is megale, a closeness to Hashem which wasn't experienced before. Before the chait, a person didn't realize how real and how deep that relationship was. It's only afterwards that brings to light a new understanding of what a relationship we have. I want to prove this to you. Two psukim which we read, maybe are not always focused on. First, let's look what Klai Yisrael looked like in the 40 days, the first time round. The 40 days before the Eikah. Klai Yisrael waiting, as we said, in the camp. Moshe had gone up to Harasinai. And the Pasuk says, for those 40 days, Vayishkan kfoid Hashem al Harasinai. Hashem's covered. The Shekhinah rested on Harasinai. And then the next Pasuk. For 40 days, the Jewish people could look, could look up and they could see the Shekhinah resting on the, on the top of Har Sinai. They saw the spiritual fire burning. They saw the clouds. They knew about it. They were aware of it. For 40 days, they saw it on top of the mountain. That's what 
Klayashol experienced in the first 40 days. And now let's look at another Pasuk. A Pasuk describing Klayashol after the Egel Azov. When Klayashol had been rejected, not just by Hashem, also by Moshe. And the Pasuk tells us that Moshe took his tent and he pitched it out of the camp. He didn't want to live amongst Israel. And every day Moshe would travel from his tent to the camp to direct, to drudge, to instruct. And then he would go back to his tent again afterwards. But Rabbi said, let's look at the Psukim. How the Torah describes how Moshe would go back to his tent. And the Pasuk says like this. When Moshe would leave to go back to his tent, everyone stood up. Everyone remained at the entrance to his own tent. The whole Jewish people were all standing at the entrance of their tents watching Moshe. They were following Moshe with their eyes as he got back to his tent. Why? Because when Moshe would arrive back at his tent, the cloud would come down. The would come down with Dibre Moshe. And he would speak to Moshe at the entrance to Moshe's tent. Klayashol were all standing at their tents and watching. And what happened? When all the people saw the Shechina, the, the cloud descend to Moshe's tent, Everyone got up and they bowed down. Each person at the entrance to his own tent. What's the Pesach telling us? That in the first 40 days, when Klayashul were on the level, they could see more than that. They could see the Kvoid Hashem. They could see the fire of the Shekhinah burning in Harsinai. But they took it for granted. We don't see that they responded to it. And after the Chet, after the Chet, when it was taken away from them. But they know that if they watch Moshe, when he goes back to his tent, they will see something similar. They will see the Shekhinah come down from Moshe. And everybody stood. And everybody waited. And everybody watched. Because they're all desperate to see that I'm on with the honor come down. And when it did, everyone prostrated themselves. Because they wanted it back. Because now that they didn't have the Shekhinah, they were longing to see it again. And therefore every day, they would watch Moshe as he went back to his tent because they were desperate to get a glimpse of the Shekhinah and Mishtachavu and bow down. That's the Yisoyed. That's how after the Egel Azov it reveals a new level of Hashem's love for Klai Yisrael. Because to Klai Yisrael it revealed to them a new level of how much they loved Hashem. It's only after the Egel Azov Moshe turns to Hashem and he says to him do a sign to show that Klai Yisrael are different, are special, are better than anybody else after the Egel. That's the power of Tshuva. It accesses 
a place, a longing which shows how deep and how true something is. And yes, that's what the Gemara also means. That Shiva can be a catalyst to bring a person to a place that he would never have reached if he hadn't done that there. Like the Prophet says in Micha, Ki Eishev Bachoyshech Hashem Orli. When I sit in darkness, Hashem is the light. Says the Gemara, Il Mara Yashavti Bachoyshech Hashem Orli. If I wouldn't have experienced the dark, I wouldn't have appreciated the light. It only comes the feeling which comes from experiencing the distance is what makes gives so much value to the closeness. That's the side of Chava. That's what the Jewish people gained even after the Chet Egel. The Nevoi in Micha we mentioned begins before that. He's talking about the coming of Mashiach. And he says, The point we need for Mashiach that we're yearning for Hashem. We're missing Him. We feel the lack of that closeness. And I'd like to suggest that's the pshat of the Nevo we saw the story of Shir Hashir. Klai Yisrael are sleeping. Klai Yisrael don't feel they're missing something. They're asleep. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to wake them up. He knocks at the door. With all the expressions of closeness that the Torah can call us. Peace chili. Achoisi. Rayosi. Yoinosi. Samosi. And it's not enough. Hashem goes further. He shows us actions to show how much He cares about us. Doidi Shalach Yodoy Minachor. He puts His hand through the opening. We can see more clearly how Kodesh Baruch is looking after us. And that does wake us up. We get up. I go to open the door. I go to open the door and Hashem's not there. And the question was, where did He go to? He was trying to moirer us. He was trying to wake us up. And now that He did, we're awake. Where did He go? And the answer is, it's not enough to wake us up. He wants us to feel we're missing something without Him. So when we are inspired to try and we are inspired to come and rebuild a relationship, then we have to feel what we're missing without Him. We have to feel the loss because that's what brings out the feeling of what is really important to us. And therefore, like the Pasuk says, I looked for Him, I couldn't find Him. I called Him, And that's the plan. Because the more we feel we want something and we don't have it, then that generates the v'chikisi la'ashem, the longing, the yearning. Until it goes as far as we say to the malachim, malachim, im timtsu estoidi, if you will find Hashem, what message will you give him from Kal Yisrael? Ki choy las'ahavu oni.
we seek for the loss of his love. That's the message Hashem is waiting for. That's the message Hashem is waiting for. Because that's the point where as bad as everything has been, and as low as we've fallen, then we'll come to the point when we, that will reveal that level of closeness. Yes, closeness born from distance. Closeness coming from feeling the lack of the closeness. But that's what will entitle us to rebuild the connection. Then Hashem can send Mashiach. To finish, the four expressions of our looking for Hashem and not finding Him. Nafshi Yatsa Badabri. Vikashtiyo Veloy Mitzasiyo. Kurasi Veloy Anani. Khoi and the next parak, the seventh parak of Shirashirim, it starts, Shuvi, Shuvi, Hashalamis. Shuvi, Shuvi. Four times the word Shuvi. The Vilna God brings a Chazal. That Laasid Lavi. Before Mashiach comes, Clash will have to show they want him. And they'll have to say four times, Shuvi, Shuvi. Come back, come back. Shuvi, Shuvi. Four times for the four goddesses. Four times for these four expressions of closeness, of yearning for closeness, which we don't have. Shuvi, 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 shuvi. Because when we come to this realization of how really important the relationship is to us, how much we're missing it, then that shows the relationship is really real. And then we can say, We're waiting for Hashem. And then, as it did in the Egel, after the Egel, that waiting, that closeness, revealing that depth of the relationship is reciprocated by a new level of connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. A covenant with Klai Yisrael which no one else will come close to. And in the future, Be'ezashim soon, the coming of Mashiach.